Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1305. This week on Cars Yeah, I'm celebrating the debut of the Coyote Concours that takes place on Sunday, June 23rd at the beautiful Coyote Creek Golf Club in Morgan Hill, California. To learn more, go to coyotecreekconcours.com. I always try to consider all these odds and sides carefully and always make a decision that I won't regret. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, calling in from Aptos, California, Miles Kitchen. Hey, Miles, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I've got the five-point belts all cinched down here before you, Mark. Cool. I'll try to keep it between the guardrails here. Miles Kitchen is the MC for the new Coyote Creek Concours. During his career as an engineer and entrepreneur, his focus was on electronics and technology for the automotive industry where he spent much of his time with Motorola, National Semiconductor, Intel, and many others. Today, he owns a specialized consultancy assisting startups to Fortune 100 firms in automotive electronic technology. Miles is an accomplished vintage racer, instructor, and a three-time champion of the United States Road Racing Championship, known as the USRRC Seniors Tour. Miles is believed to be the only person known to have campaigned a Lamborghini Countach in a sanctioned race in North America. How cool is that? He's a past president and director of the Ferrari Club of America, Pacific Region, and he is a lifetime member of the Society of Automotive Engineers, a member of the International Association of Electric, Electrical, I should say, and Electronic Engineers. He's way smarter than me, I can tell you that. So, Miles, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Take a moment and share a little more about your career and your passion for automobiles. Well, thanks, Mark. I'm A, a car nut and an electronics gadget nut. So I put those two together and, and I still play with cars and play with electronics. And I try to figure out how to make a living doing that at the same time. So, uh, yeah, you've, you've covered it well. Uh, I have a website that people can go to later, uh, techforcars.com, and they can see more about what I do if uh, something I do is of use to them. There you go. There you go. I'll make sure I put that link on Miles' show notes page on the Cars Yow website. And as we continue on your journey, Miles, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, get the wheel. Well, uh, there's really two things that that I uh, turn back to from time to time. One is when I'm faced with uh, decision-making on something, I always try to consider all these odds and sides carefully and always make a decision that I won't regret. I may not. I may think later on that wasn't the right decision, but I didn't regret making it that way. So I, I always say, think carefully about your decision making. And then there's a line from the uh, a risky business movie that I often refer to, and I'm not going to say it verbatim here because uh, it might offend some of the listeners. But uh, you, the line is basically, "Never mess with another man's livelihood." 
<laughs> yes, I remember that well. <laughs> Who's the U-boat captain? I remember that line. Yeah, that's that in show. there too. Yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it had good car stuff in it as well. <laughs> it did have a couple of cool car things. That, yeah, every uh, parent's nightmare when the parents go away, the kids decide to play. This guy, uh, he played at a whole different level, though, I'm afraid. So, uh, oh gosh, absolutely. Well, would you uh, share a story with us that instigated your personal passion for cars? Tell us about that pivotal moment in your life when you realized that, you know what, I'm a car guy. I think I've always been a car guy. At uh, age four or five, as I recall, I drew a picture uh, of a, just a round face with eyes looking off in one direction, and I labeled it looking at the new Fords. <laughs> My mom sent it into Ford. She got a great letter back from their marketing department telling them to check with me when I got older to see if I could help them out. <laughs> so Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it started there. Yeah, I still have the letter. Started there. And then as a kid, I built model cars. I Every Friday, I'd buy a new AMT model kit and spend the next week customizing it and putting it together. And I just... I built cars up till I could drive them, and then I started doing that. Yeah, very, very cool. You know, it's pretty neat when kids write letters like that, in your case, your mom mailing it off, but uh, when big companies actually respond and say, hey, look us up when you get a little older, kid. So uh, I think that's pretty yeah, neat. Yeah, I, I actually applied for a job at uh, DeLorean when they were uh, opening up. They didn't They didn't accept me, though, so uh, that, well, that worked out. Maybe that, that was fun. a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yeah, Barry Gills is a guest here on Cars, yeah, and he wrote a book. He worked with John DeLorean from the very beginning, and he was literally the guy that turned the final light switch off after liquidating that country when everything went belly up. It's a wonderful book uh, about, uh, I think it's entitled John DeLorean and Me, mm -hmm. and uh, incredible history. But yeah, probably better that you ended up where you did rather than that company. <laughs> they had some challenges, that's for sure. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. Talk about one of your great challenges, even maybe a big failure you face. And I like this question in the sense that I don't really like to take you back to a time that was challenging, but these are great learning experience. You mentioned that in your uh, quote early on in our talk here, that uh, even if I make the wrong decision, at least I learned something from it. So walk us through one of those, if you would, and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your career and your business and your life. Well, um, sure. I can think of a, <laughs> more than one. Uh, <laughs> I was working with a startup for a while that uh, uh, was doing, I first started in automotive aftermarket products. It was a company called Zemco that made the first trip computer uh, and mm. people could buy it. It was called the CompuCruise. You could, uh, you know, get your gas mileage and your distance to arrival, et cetera. That company was uh, doing actually rather well. Uh, along the way, they decided to, you know, to expand it, and we got into OEM business, and I was very instrumental in that. And we were mm -hmm. supplying Toyota, Nissan, Chrysler, a bunch of big companies. But then maybe the uh, the board of directors or the ma the shareholders got a little greedy, and mm -hmm. they arranged to sell it to a big uh, corporation. And at the last minute, they canceled the deal, and everything basically fell apart. And so that was kind of the end of that as it was, and we were all very disappointed. I chose to leave uh, the company at that time. What was left was acquired by a large uh, corporation that owned part of our manufacturing facility. But what I learned in in that was that you know when you can you're always going to face challenges. And you got to be prepared to do have a plan B, right? So I was uh, fortunate enough at that time, right before it, it fell apart, I had bought my first Ferrari. 
And so it turned out that was probably wise because I had a big asset there I could sell. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And I used that to start my consulting business. And, oh. and so that turned into a change in path and what I thought was going to be a, a big disappointment. It turned out to work out very well. It was probably one of the best decisions of my life. And a few years later, uh, the business succeeded enough. I bought another Ferrari just like the one I had. You know, it's a great story, but more importantly, I mean, you mentioned something as you were describing the situation, uh, the board getting a little greedy. There's a, a great saying, uh, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. And <laughs> When you uh, get a little too greedy sometimes, you miss an opportunity, uh, people walk away, and you're left with nothing, or in the case of the poor hog, bacon on a sandwich. Yeah. Um, so um, what was your biggest lesson with that take? Well, other than diversify your assets, you know, you put some yeah. money into a car, and then you were able to sell it and finance something else, which is always important. What was the biggest lesson out of that experience uh, that it taught you? Well, I think the um, vision of the company, I think, was still good. And uh, I think, uh, like you uh, said, you know, they got a little too worried. The shareholders were too worried about how much return they were going to get in what mm -hmm. time frame. And so I think had they stayed the course and went ahead with the sale, all would have been fine and could have worked out very differently. Uh, the takeaway from that was, you know, don't get too greedy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Remember that story about the pigs and the hogs. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I know a lot of people that have uh, run into that situation. They think, oh, we can get some more. We can get some more. We can get some more. And sometimes when you push those levers a little too hard, they break. Kind of like on a racetrack. Some so same thing. It goes back to my, uh, you know, my other comment I made earlier is that. Consider all the options carefully before you make your decision. And I yes. think in this in this situation, uh, there was a couple of the uh, shareholders that convinced all the others <laughs> that we shouldn't do this deal. And in fact, we probably should have done the deal. Yeah. And it was yeah. that they just they weren't thinking clearly at that point in time. Sure. Absolutely. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about a really special vehicle in your life. In fact, the first really special vehicle, maybe it was that Ferrari. Maybe it was a race car. I know you love to race. And share a memory or two you have about that ride. Well, I think my the one that stands out was my first car, which was a 65 Mustang Fastback, black, black, 289, four barrel, three speed. <laughs> there was a Borg Warner had a shortage of T10s then, and they made a lot of Mustangs with three speeds. Wow. And it was, it was about two years old. I think it was, uh, I bought it in 67. So it was it was two years old. It was still in great shape, and I mean, as a, a kid in, uh, in his late teens, it was it was just a fabulous car. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sounds like yeah. an awesome car. And uh, I personalized it a bit, but not, I didn't go crazy. And uh, I drove it. It it rusted out eventually, and then it got t-boned, which kind of finished it off. But yeah. I still I still kind of miss it. You know, I think I sold it. Got repaired, but it wasn't the same after. And I think I sold it for $400. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, <laughs> there you go. T-boned and rusted. Yeah, that's yeah. probably not a good combination. <laughs> no. Well, how, how, it leads me to the next question, and that is seller's remorse. Is that the car you wish you had back, or is there another one in your life? Well, I think every every one of them I wish I had back. Uh, yeah. After that, I graduated college, went on to work. And my first car I bought after I got a real job was a Shelby. <laughs> uh, oh, really? Wow. A, six, a 67 Shelby GT350. Ooh. 
Yeah. Nice. This, oh. this was in Chicago area when I was working. That car rusted out too. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Chicago, salty roads. Yeah, that can happen. But I had an odd failure in that one. I uh, was sitting at a traffic light and the engine just started making all this bad noise and the power went way off. I crept over to the curb and it wouldn't restart. I took it, I had it towed home and I pulled the valve covers off and only the first two tappets on each side were moving. <laughs> the camshaft oh. had broken in half oh. while, I, while idling, which was strange. Well, I guess maybe that was lucky in some sense because if you'd been on the power and that had happened, might have done a lot more damage. Probably. But it. Yeah. Uh, I took it apart, started restoring it. And um, while I was doing that, the guy who sold it to me wanted to buy it back. I said, great. <laughs> he came there with a, tra- a trailer and picked up all <laughs> yeah. the parts. And yeah. uh, so I moved on to a, a, another one. Wow. Yeah. Well, you can have this thing back now that yeah. I've blown it up. So <laughs> yeah. there you go. Oh, gosh. Well, I always like to ask my guests about a current project that has you excited and fired up. And, you know, this week we're promoting the Coyote Concord, which is a debuting this year on June 23rd. It's in a beautiful location at the golf club in Morgan Hill, California. So I'd like you to talk a little bit more. You're going to be the MC of this event. So talk a little more, tell our listeners everything that you know about this event and why they need to put it on their calendar. Yeah, I am excited about this, uh, Mark. It's great. You know, I go back with this group to the old Palo Alto Concours, which was a big deal in the Bay Area, of course, in Silicon Valley. Over the years, the uh, Stanford, where it was held, was growing and building things and kept moving us around. And eventually that didn't work out. So we had to look elsewhere. And uh, we moved it uh, to the uh, Point Alameda Concord, the Alameda Naval Air Station. That went uh, on for two years until, unfortunately, the grounds there couldn't handle it. They had a big uh, sprinkler problem with the grassy fields where the parade grounds where it was held. And it was going to require uh, digging up the grass and putting in new irrigation, and it wasn't going to be ready, basically. So the group had to look for a new venue, and uh, it landed here at Coyote Creek, which is just a beautiful, stunning rolling hills, lake, uh, beautiful location, lots of parking. It's got its own freeway uh, ramp exit. It's easy to get to and out of. Uh, it's only minutes from either South San Jose or uh, the Morgan Hill area where there's lots of shopping and, and things to do. So it's really going to be a great venue. The owners of the place are car people, and they're really excited about it, and, and we are too. So uh, basically, the group that's organizing it has done many concours before, and I've been fortunate to have uh, been a part of that. And so there's a lot of experience and We've been working on this for oh, close to a year now, and uh, it's going to be a great event. Some of the vehicles that people can look forward to seeing at this event. I know each Concorde kind of has a different flavor and flair. You've been uh, an integral part, integral part, I should say, of the Concorso Italiano in the past uh, with Tom McDowell, Keith Martin, and uh, Matt Stone. Um, so tell us a little bit about what people could expect to see at the Coyote Creek Concorde. Well, it's uh, it's going to be uh, appealing to a lot of folks. Uh, the the traditional group that came to Palo Alto and to uh, Alameda uh, were a, a wide mix. I mean, it was uh, everything from big old Rolls and Bentleys to 50s American cars, 50s British sports cars, muscle cars. Our featured marks are this year are Ferrari and Corvette. 
And so there'll be big turnouts from both the uh, Ferrari Club and uh, the Corvette Club, from what I'm hearing. There's also uh, I, I will be some vintage uh, Chevrolets. I know the Chevrolet Club uh, is in touch with the Corvette Group, and mm-hmm. uh, we're expecting a lot of them. The uh, title sponsor is Stevens Creek Chevrolet, big uh, dealer. In fact, one of the largest Corvette dealers in the country. So they're yeah, and they're actually owned by General Motors now. Uh, they they were purchased in the uh, rearrangement of the Momentum Group. And so uh, this was such an important dealer to General Motors, they've bought the dealership. So we nice. have a direct, a direct factory connection there, and that's good. Yeah, I'm excited about that. We're also probably going to have a couple of experimental groups. We're going to be um, having uh, some Japanese cars uh, in either a uh, couple of classes for different year ranges. We'd like to encourage, there's a growing interest in, you know, 70s, 80s import cars and uh-huh. some of those that traditionally haven't really been invited to a lot of the concours where the car, cars are older. And we'd like to bring a, you know, a younger group into the concours world as well. And so uh, that will be there. There's also going to be vintage motorcycles. And so it's going to be diverse, <laughs> diverse. So uh, we're trying to, you know, keep it to you know, cars of significance, cars of interest. It's not going to be a street rod show. It's it's going to be a serious concours where, you know, FCCA judging, there'll be Corvette Club judging and Ferrari Club judging, and some of the other marks also do their own pretty strict judging. So we expect to have really good cars there. And it should be a great a great show and chance to see a lot of really nice vehicles out there. I think it's going to be great. I'll encourage our listeners to check out the website, coyotecreekconcord.com. You can learn all about it. Easy trip in through San Jose Airport. Just drive south a little bit. I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. And are you uh, still involved this year? Are you going to be involved with Concorso Italiano? I, I am. I'm on the uh, announced team. You know, we've uh, we've had a, a little bit of drama. Our leader in the term on the announcing uh, side is Keith Martin, and he yes. had some medical issues earlier this year. He's doing he's doing well from all I know, and he's he communicates almost daily on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has announced that he canceled all his engagements for the rest of the year, but I don't know. He he seems to be doing quite well, and I and I'm hoping we'll we'll at least see him there. I I don't know if he's planning to come down, but certainly uh, Matt and and myself will will be there. Uh, you know, carrying the flag and uh, looking at all the great Italian cars that we'll see uh, at Black Horse in August. Oh yeah, no doubt. Well, shout out to Keith uh, for a swift recovery. I know he's been working incredibly hard at recovering. He had a stroke. Fantastic guy, but uh, definitely the event is in good hands. I was a couple months ago at the La Jolla Concours. Matt Stone was the MC there. He covered for Keith, uh, which a fantastic venue back in my hometown of La Jolla. It was a really fantastic event. I got to spend a day with um, Wayne Craig and a guy named Bill and, and the owner, Joel, in a 1927 Bentley on the tour. It was absolutely fantastic. Had a really, really fun time. So uh, I'll make sure that I put a link to that on the show notes page so you guys can learn about Coyote Creek Concours. Miles, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, fellow automotive enthusiasts, you know I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products since 1975. That's right, all the way back to my high school days. Want to keep your vehicle's exterior and interior looking new? It's easy with a Covercraft car cover. A car cover is the best way to keep your vehicle looking great for years to come. 
Car covers protect your paint from fallout, birds, dust, rain, insects, and pollen. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. I use my Covercraft car covers every single day. Right now, you can get 10% off all Covercraft custom car covers or their ready-fit car covers. Plus, they offer you over 15 quality fabrics to choose from. Their spring sale is from April 15th through June 16th, 2019. Order direct at Covercraft.com and tell the Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at com. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on Mav TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find Mav TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Miles, we are back, and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle parked in the garage, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself manifested into some sheet metal and rubber and spark plugs and whatever else kind of car you might be. What would Miles be and why? Well, that's a that's an interesting question to ponder. <laughs> I'd have to say, well, I was going to say Ferrari, but then based on my my tech side, I'm going to say probably the new tes- Tesla Roadster would oh, be. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I, and might, I might even add it, you know, make it more like a little bumblebee where I could turn into a great creature. <laughs> oh, I like there that. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. Very creative. You know, that uh, question garners some very interesting answers from time to time. I think yours is one of the most interesting kind of uh, transformer, if you will. There you uh, go. <laughs> yeah, into some kind of electronic bug that flies around. Actually, you don't want to put electronic and bug in the same sentence because then you go into the world of Lucas and that could be a bit of a problem. So uh, we'll just say something very unique. I like that. Well, we are entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Well, this is going to focus around trying to sell a car. Okay. And you know, I've I've had some good cars and I've had some kind of lemons <laughs> that I needed to <laughs> yeah. to move on, right? And yeah. uh so I'm going to I'm going to harken back to a, a great friend who's left us now, the the, the great Albertoni. Al, you know, would would sell a lot of cars and uh he was a kind of an interesting guy to know and deal with. And he he had a great comment when I said, gee, I don't know who would buy that car. He goes, Miles, there's a seat for every ass. <laughs> you know, my or grandpa's an ass, yeah, an ass for, for every seat. seat. <laughs> yeah, my grandpa, who was a, 
a real true cowboy in Texas, he had the same line, but it was for every saddle. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, that's true. I mean, uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure. And uh, when you sell things to people and you go, why would somebody ever buy this? Uh, but somebody likes a challenge. So that's not a bad thing. As yeah. long as you're honest about what you're selling them, that's the key to that one. Exactly. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Being a bit OCD, I think, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> trying to pay attention to the details. Uh, in, yeah. the work I, in the work I do these days, I mean, I have to testify uh, in patent cases and uh, mm-hmm. litigation and stuff. So mm-hmm. you have to be, um, you have to make sure all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. So I, yeah. as an engineer, that I, I get along with that just fine. Well, I think so. I'll tell you something funny. My wife, when I met her, we were both in college and she was uh, studying to be an engineer and I always, she's such a smart lady and I always look up to that. And uh, one time when she was studying, I'm looking at her mathematics and I'm going, oh my gosh. And mm-hmm. she goes, well, you know, the real smart kids are the electrical engineers. Those are the really <laughs> smart ones. So there you go, Miles. She paid you a compliment even 35 plus years ago. Well, tell her thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I will. You will. I will. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you find really helpful? Well, from a car perspective, I, I use all the stuff on the internet. I mean, eBay and uh, all the uh, car sales, component sales uh, people. Uh, I think the internet is just the, the best resource you can turn to these days. If you're into cars and you need to find out something about cars, you can usually find a, a YouTube video of how to do exactly what you want to do in about yeah. two seconds. So, oh, I know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I always turn to stuff. Now, you can't believe everything you see on the internet, but there's a lot really? of stuff. Really? <laughs> oh, ki- oh my gosh. Yeah, I wish yeah, I, oh, yeah, now yeah. I know why I get in trouble so much. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, that's how I learned how to do podcasting was watching YouTube videos. <laughs> that's how I learned how to build my website, watching YouTube videos. They're really, really helpful. But some of them, yeah, caveat emptor. Uh, definitely. Now, if I could wave my magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? Well, I did think about this one a bit. Um, I, I kind of have two, and I, you know, one yeah. of the other, one one of them might say no. I'm probably both of them will say no. <laughs> uh, well, one would be Elon Musk. I think uh, I, I I'm not close to him, but I've been following Tesla, and I kind of see what they were doing. I met some of the earlier founders uh, before Elon was involved, and they're all interesting uh-huh. people. He's a very interesting character. That I could probably get him to teach me something. Um, you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other one that I have great respect for is Lee Iacocca. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I think he's a guy that I would really like to have a drink with. <laughs> Can I, you know, I'm trying to imagine those two at a table together. That would be I, very interesting indeed. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think they they'd both... Uh, I think they'd get along. <laughs> well, very strong personalities, but very uh, innovative and forward thinking. And uh, yeah, I think that'd be really cool. I'd like to just sit back and watch them go at it. That'd be pretty cool. How about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading? I want to be involved in the auto industry. And one of them I would suggest is Lee Iacocca's uh, biography. That's a great book. Uh, I got a lot from that. The other one is, uh, it's been out for a while now, but it, it it has great lessons about how the industry works and what it really needs to do. And that's The uh, Machine That Changed the World. It's a great book, uh, yeah. even now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll remind our listeners that you can find all these cool links on Miles' show notes page on the Cars yeah! website. Just go to com, type in Miles Kitchen. Very cool, unique name. 
and that page will pop up with all these links. It's Miles with a Y. Yes, M-Y-L-E-S, <laughs> Miles Kitchen. Absolutely. Thank you for that. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy for a car guy like you. Today, I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car. Any car in the world you want, doesn't matter who owns it, I'm going to acquire it and park it in your garage. However, there's a couple rules to this game that make it a little bit of a challenge. It's the only collector car you can have in the garage, so choose wisely. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here on Cars Yeah, and you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with, so that little trick is off the table for smart guys like you. All right, Miles, uh, what can I buy you today? Well, you know, the car that's in my garage, Matt, you know, already fits that description. Uh, oh. And that's my Ferrari 355 GTS. Ooh. Uh, and I, I really love that car. It was my dream car when I bought it. I wouldn't really consider getting rid of that unless I replaced it with a comparable one, which might be the new 488 Pista or something like that. Uh, oh, okay. It's a car you can drive every day. We yeah. have friend, a friend that has put, 500,000 miles on three Ferraris. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and wow. Drives all of them pretty much every day. And that's what you yeah. can do with those cars. They're wonderful. Yeah, maybe you could, you know, if you were going to replace my 355 with a nice uh, 488, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue. <laughs> I'm sure you wouldn't. You know, and again, I mentioned earlier the La Jolla Concorde, they had a great kind of an intro party on Friday night before the weekend. And uh, Ferrari of San Diego was a sponsor there, and they had one of those parked there. Uh, it's the first one I'd seen in real life, and uh, just a stunning, beautiful car. But I had William Howard, who's involved with the Ferrari Club up here in the Pacific Northwest on my show. He's put over 85,000 miles on his Ferrari, and he drives it every day, drives it in the snow, uses it, and what a lot of people, and I didn't know this either, is Ferrari comes with a very long multi-year warranty on their cars. He hasn't paid a dime for service on his car. <laughs> um, and I guess that's because Ferrari figures most people don't drive their Ferraris, but the new ones, you can drive them every day. They're very yeah. reliable, very enjoyable. Of course, they're a Ferrari. I think that's cool when people take cars like that and they actually get out and drive them because so many of these things sit in garages and never get driven. So uh fantastic. Well, I think I'm going to buy you a new Pista. I think you deserve one. Uh, we'll get to work on that for you. And uh, maybe I can deliver it to you at the Coyote Concours this summer. I think that'd be pretty darn cool. Well, Miles, you've taken us on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you a lot better. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah audience. Before you drive off into the sunset, could you offer us a parting piece of wisdom or guidance? A, drive it like it's rented. And, <laughs> and B, stay within the law. There you go. Yeah, very wise words from a very smart individual. And what's the best way, again, for our listeners? You mentioned it at the beginning of the show, but to uh, get in touch with you via your business. Uh, I have a website, uh, www.tech4cars, T-E-C-H, number four, cars, C-A-R-S, dot com. You can reach me through there. And I'll remind our listeners again, you've got to attend the debut of the Coyote Concord taking place Sunday. June 23rd at the beautiful Coyote Creek Golf Club in Morgan Hill, California. To learn more about that, just go to coyotecreekconcord.com. Miles, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your many wonderful experiences with our listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Coyote Concord. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. You take care of your cars. 
but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.